A part of me would like to be accepted by all facets of society and not be this loud-mouthed lunatic poet musician. But I cannot be what I am not. I was the one who all the other boys' parents, including Paul's father, would say keep away from. The parents instinctively recognised I was a troublemaker, meaning I did not conform and I would influence their children, which I did. I did my best to disrupt every friend's home, partly out of envy that I didn't have this so-called home, but I did. There were five women that were in my family, five strong, intelligent, beautiful women, five sisters. One happened to be my mother. She just couldn't deal with life. She was the youngest and she had a husband who ran away to sea and the war was on and she couldn't cope with me. And I ended up living with her elder sister. Now those women were fantastic and that was my first feminist education. I would infiltrate the boys' minds. I could say parents are not gods because I don't live with mine, and therefore I know. This was John Lennon, and this is the good, the bad, and the pure evil. Born John Winston Lennon, October 9, 1940, in Liverpool to Julia and Alfred Lennon. His father was a merchant seaman of Irish descent and was away when John was born. This away would be a common occurrence, but he did send checks which stopped February 1944 when Alfred went absent without leave. Six months later he came home offering the sun, the moon, the stars to be there for the family, but Julia, now pregnant with another man's child, didn't go for the idea. Julia had a sister called Mimi, and she wasn't too pleased with the situation, even complaining to social services twice. Eventually, Julia gave Lennon to Mimi. July 1946, Alfred came to visit. He took Lennon on a trip to Blackpool with a sneaky plan to have Lennon emigrate with him to New Zealand. Julia would follow the two with her partner at the time, Bobby Dickens. A huge argument erupted with five-year-old Lennon being forced to choose Mammy or Daddy. It's not sure if this actually happened. Some say it didn't, that an agreement was made that Julia would take Lennon, that the forced decision never happened. There is though an account that Lennon chose his father twice, but when his mother went to leave, Lennon cried and followed her. Anyway, Lennon had no contact after this with his father for about 20 years. For his childhood and teens, he lived with Aunt Mimi and Uncle George, who had no children. Here, it was intellect environment, with short stories and crosswords. His mother, Julia, did visit, and Lennon visited her. With his mother, it was music like Elvis. He was taught the banjo and played Ain't That a Shame by Fats Domino. Lennon often visited his cousins Stanley Parks and Leela Harvey. They went to the cinema, visit Blackpool. The Blackpool Tower Circus was a go-to for them, seeing Dickie Valentine, Joe Loss and Lennon's favourite George Formby. Stanley's family would move to Scotland so visits were done on school holidays. 
Uncle George sadly died in 1955 from a liver hemorrhage. Lennon attended Dave Dale Primary School and did well. He was said to be happy, good, fun, easygoing, a lively chap. 1956, his mother got him a guitar, but there was one condition. The guitar was to stay in her home and not Aunt Mimi's, as she knew her sister wasn't supportive of music. Lennon would talk about one day being famous, and Aunt Mimi was hoping he'd grow out of such an idea. July 15, 1958, tragedy hit. Julia left a visit with Lennon at Mimi's home. She was walking home when she was hit by a car and died. Lennon was only 15 and he went into a blind rage, drinking and fighting. Her memory would play a huge inspiration to Lennon with songs like the Beatles' Julia in 1968. Being in such anger from his mother's death, his schooling took a hit. No more happy-go-lucky boy, now it was rebel with energy misplaced. His work became lazy and a rift between him and Aunt Mimi started. He failed his O-level exams, but Mimi was able to get him into Liverpool College of Arts. His style changed too, to more of a teddy boy-like draped jackets, dark shades, drain pipe trousers, exposing socks, very rock and roll. The college threatened to expel him with such style, and in his final year he was thrown out. So at 15, Lennon formed a skiffle group, the Quarryman. By summer 1957, the Quarryman played a mix of skiffle and rock and roll. At the Quarryman's second gig, Lennon met Paul McCartney for the first time. Lennon then and there asked Paul to join the band. McCarthy said he got the feeling Aunt Mimi thought Lennon's friends were beneath him and would often patronise him when he came to visit Lennon. Apparently McCarthy's father felt the same way about Lennon but did allow the band to rehearse in the family's front room. It was in this time Lennon wrote Hello Little Girl, a UK top 10 for the band The Foremost in 1965. McCartney had a friend he thought would be great for guitarist, George Harrison, but Lennon was concerned with Harrison being only 14. McCartney organised a bus ride on a double-decker and him and Lennon sat on top. Harrison appeared, appeared and played a song to show Lennon his abilities. Impressed, Lennon offered him to join. Lennon had a friend that he thought would make a great bassist, Stuart Sutcliffe. The four became the Beatles in early 60s. August 1960, the Beatles played 48-night residency in Hamburg, but they needed a drummer. Pete Best was asked to fill the spot. Aunt Mimi, she was not happy with this at all. She begged Lennon to forget the music and focus on his art studies but he ignored her pleas. Once the first residency ended, they accepted a second in April 1961, and then a third in April 1962. Like other band members, Lennon was introduced to Preludian, a stimulant drug while in Hamburg, and he would start taking it more and more, especially in long overnight performances. Brian Epstein would be the Beatles manager from 1962 until 1967 
when he died of an overdose. He wasn't an experienced manager, in fact, he had no previous experience, but he was great with stage presence, dress style and attitude. Lennon at first didn't like the professional appearance, but eventually complied. Stu uh, Sutcliffe decided to stay in Hamburg, and this had McCarthy take over on bass. And Bess didn't work out as a drummer, so Ringo Starr took his place. The Beatles now were Lennon, McCarthy, Harrison and Starr, which would be the group until they broke up in 1970. Their first single, Love Me Do, was released October 1962 and reached 17 in the charts. Please Please Me was their debut album, February 1963. It took 10 hours and Lennon had a cold recording it, which you can clearly hear in the last song, Twist and Shout. Lennon McCarthy would write eight of the 14 songs recorded. McCarthy would call Lennon the Beatles' own Elvis, looking up to him, describing him as quick wits and smart. Early 1963 in the UK, the Beatles achieved mainstream success. While on tour, Lennon's first child, Julian, was born. They would do the Royal Variety Show, where the Queen's mother attended. Lennon would poke fun at the audience, asking those in cheap seats to clap their hands and everyone else to rattle their jewellery. After a year of Beatlemania in the UK, the Beatles went to break the US in February 1964, with an appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show propelling them into international stardom. Then, two years of touring, filmmaking, songwriting, with Lennon writing two books. 1965, Queen's, Queen's Birthday honours the Beatles received recognition being appointed members of the Order of the British Empire, or MBE. Lennon started to become worried the music was being lost in the fame. At concerts, the screaming fans were draining out the music. The song Help made it clear how he felt, and in 1965, Lennon said the song was him crying out for help. He started to gain weight, calling it his fat Elvis time, and felt deep down he was constantly looking for change. March of 65, unknowingly, LSD was given to him and Harrison by a dentist who was hosting a dinner party the pair went to. The dentist spiked their coffees with LSD. Only when Lennon and Harrison went to leave were they told about the drug and advised to stay because of the side effects. Later that night, in a nightclub lift, they freaked out believing it was on fire with Lennon noting they were all screaming, feeling hot and in hysterics. In March 1966, Lennon gave an interview to the Evening Standard in it, he claimed Christianity will go, the Beatles are more popular than Jesus, and he didn't know which would go first, rock and roll or Christianity. In England, the comet wasn't a big deal, but over in the US, they took huge offence. Beatles records were burnt, Ku Klux Klan threatened Lennon. With such anger, the band stopped touring the US. August 29, 1966 was the band's final concert. Lennon went down the LSD hole, increasing, taking it, becoming a shell of who he was. 
The Beatles' Strawberry Fields Forever came out in 1967, and then the landmark album Sgt Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Our World, the first live international satellite TV production, was in June 1967, with the Beatles performing All You Need Is Love to an audience of 400 million. The song, with its simple, clear message, would become the anthem for the summer. The Beatles went on to meet India yoga guru Maharishi Mahis Yogi. They then attended a weekend seminar in Wales on Maharishi Transcendental Meditation or TM. This is when they heard about Brian Epstein's death, which devastated the group and the group then felt that their future was uncertain. December 1967, McCarthy organised their first project since Epstein's death. It was a film called Magical Mystery Tour. It wasn't great and considered a flop, but when the soundtrack came out, the song I Am The Wars was a success. Lennon and Harrison would become interested by this meeting, and in February 1968, Day and the other Beatles members went to Ashram, a spiritual monastery for more guidance. While here, they composed most of the songs for the double album, The White Album, but their experience with TM differed. It's very much you're all in or not with TM. There's no middle, and so cracks began in the group. They returned to London and got involved with business stuff, forming a Apple Corps. Multi, a multimedia corporation composed of Apple Records and many subsidiary companies. Lennon would say they were trying to have artist, artistic freedom within a business structure. The Beatles' debut single for, from the Apple label was released amid the protest of 1968. It included Lennon's song Revolution that called for a plan rather than committing to Chinese Communist Party. The song, though, was ridiculed from political radicals. Tension would mount amongst the Beatles, especially with Lennon insisting his new girlfriend, Yoko Ono, to be with him at all times, including recording sessions, despite the band's policy of no wives or girlfriends in the studio. End of 1968, he began performing with Dirty Mac, a supergroup of Lennon, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards and Mitch Mitchell. They also backed a vocal performance by Ono. In 1968, Lennon increased his drug use and had Ono with him 24-7. This and the Beatles unable to agree on how to run the company meant Apple needed someone to manage it all. Lennon would go to Lord Beechen offering him the position, but he said no. Instead, he told Lennon to go back and make records. Alan Klein, would manage, who managed the Rolling Stones, approached Lennon. In 1969, Klein was Apple's chief ex executive, appointed and signed off by Lennon, Harrison and Starr, but not McCarthy. March 20, 1969, Lennon and Ono married, releasing lithographs of their honeymoon. A lot were a bit raunchy, and they were said to be indecent, so much so they were banned and confiscated. 1968-69, to 69, 
Lennon's creative focus moved beyond the Beatles, recording three albums with Ono. From 69 to 70, Lennon released singles like Give Peace a Chance, which became an anti-Vietnam War anthem, Cold Turkey, which was about his withdrawals after his heroin addiction, and Instant Karma, which was about actions having immediate effect. Lennon gave back his MBE medal to the Queen in protest against the British involvement in the Nigeria Civil War and their support to the American in the Vietnam War. His MBE status would remain as it can't be renounced by the individual. September 1969, Lennon left the Beatles. He did so with an agreement not to say a word publicly to the media until after the band renegotiated the recording contracts. But April 1970, McCarthy released his debut solo album and publicised Lennon's departure. Lennon was fuming, stating he started the band, he disbanded it, end of. In December 1970, Lennon was interviewed by the Rolling Stone magazine. In it, he was bitter to McCarthy, speaking about the hostility Ono got from the members and how he, Starr and Harrison were fed up being McCarthy's sidemen. He'd indicate Epstein's death took out the band and McCarthy tried to lead but they were going round in circles. April to September 1970, Lennon and Ono did primal therapy in London and LA. It's designed to release emotional pain from early childhood. In 1970, Lennon's debut album came out. In it, he confronted his feelings of childhood rejection and attacked the bourgeois social system. The album, though, fell foul of broadcasters. In need of commercial success, Lennon gave more accessible sound than the Imagine album 1971. The song Imagine from the album would become huge in the anti-war movement. The song Jealous Guy would address his demeaning treatment of women. Lennon would be asked to play at Harrison's concert for Bangladesh in New York. But there was a catch. Ono was not allowed to take part. This had her and Lennon get into a huge argument, ending in Lennon pulling out of the event. August 1971, Lennon and Ono moved to New York and embraced US radical left politics. December, the couple released Happy Christmas, War is Over. The Nixon administration had enough of Lenin's anti-war and anti-Nixon stuff, so they set out to have Lenin deported, which had Lenin in ongoing legal battles. He was denied permanent residency in the US, and this was until 1976. Sometime in New York City was released in 1972, a double LP with songs of women's rights race relations, British role in Northern Ireland, and Lennon's issues getting a green card. Commercially, it was a complete failure. August 30th, 1972, Lennon and Ono did two benefit concerts staged at Madison Square Gardens. They would be, this would be his last full concert appearance. 1972, Nixon won the presidential election. Lennon and Ono went to a post-election wake of the defeated George McGovern at activist Jerry Rubin's house. 
feeling depressed with the loss, Lennon drank and drank and ended up having sex with a female guest. Mortifying Ono, her song Death of Samantha was inspired by the incident. So 1973 Mind Games by Lennon was being recorded. At this point he and Ono separated for 18 months. Lennon would call it the lost weekend. Mind Games was released in November 1973. The same month, Starr's album Ringo was released. Lennon contributed I'm the Greatest to it. Harrison would join Starr and Lennon at the recording session for the song. It was the only occasion three Beatles recorded together from the split to Lennon's death. Early 1974, Lennon drinking a lot was making headlines with party boy Harry Nilsson. March had two instances of Lennon and Nilsson widely publicised in the Troubadour Club. The first, Lennon stuck a used sanitary pad to his forehead and had some sort of scuffle with a waitress. This second incident happened two weeks later with Lennon and Nilsson thrown out of a club because they were heckling the Smothers Brothers. Lennon decided to produce Nilsson's album Pussycats. The recording session were crazy, chaotic, so Lennon returned to New York. October 1974, Lennon released Walls and Bridges album. In it was the song Whatever Gets You Through the Night and it featured Elton John on backing vocals and piano. It's the only single of Lennon's as a solo artist to top the US Billboard 100 while he was alive. November 28, Lennon made a surprise guest appearance of Elton John's Thanksgiving concert to join the singer in a live performance of Whatever Gets You Through the Night. Then Lennon performed Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and I saw her standing there. January 1975, Elton John topped Billboard 100 with his cover Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds featuring Lennon on guitar and backing vocals. In February, Ono returned as Lennon and Bowie finished recording Fame. February 1975, Lennon released Rock and Roll. Stand By Me became his last single for five years. His final stage appearance was in a TV special, A Salute to Lou Grudd, recorded in April and televised in June. October 9, 1975, Lennon and Ono's only child, Sean, was born. Lennon was to become a house husband or stay-at-home parent. This was the start of his five-year hiatus from music. He would bake, care for Sean, make his meals and spend time with him. He also drew and wrote books. October 1980, the hiatus was over, with starting over being released. Lennon and Ono released the album Double Fantasy. The next album was Milk and Honey, but this wouldn't be released until 1984, four years after his death. December 8, 1980, at about 5pm, Lennon and Ono were leaving their, their apartment, the Dakota. He signed a copy of Double Fantasy for a fan, Mark David Chapman. And then Lennon and Ono went to record plant for a session. They came back at about 10.50pm in a limo. The pair were walking through the archway when Chapman shot Lennon four times. 
Lennon was rushed to hospital but was pronounced dead on arrival at 11.15pm. He was cremated and Ono scattered his ashes in New York Central Park. There was no trial for Chapman, he pled guilty and was sentenced to 20 years. After Lennon's death, many of his songs topped the charts, like Starting Over and Imagine. Lennon touched many with his music and he himself had many personal relationships. You had his first wife, Cynthia. They met in 1957 when they were students in Liverpool College of Arts. At first, Cynthia was actually intimidated by Lennon. His attitude and appearance, he was a big character. She was engaged to another at the time, but went to gigs with Lennon and travelled to Hamburg to visit him. Lennon was a jealous guy and became possessive of her, scaring her with his anger. They would start dating, but he hit her once after he seen her dancing with Sutcliffe. This ended the relationship for three months, until Lennon came apologising. He meant the apology as once reunited he never lifted a hand to her again, although still inflicted pain verbally to her. In July 1962, Cynthia became pregnant and they married August 23rd, with Epstein as best man. Beatlemania took off at this time in the UK and from that evening of the wedding, he performed daily. To have fans wanting the Beatles, the marriage was kept a secret. April 8, 1963, Julian was born and Lennon was on tour and wouldn't see Julian until three days later. Cynthia said the marriage began to collapse when Lennon started his LSD use. Cynthia said Lennon became less interested in her and more interested in drugs. Cynthia would go on holidays in Greece and when she came home, Lennon was in a robe on the floor with Yoko Ono. Shocked and humiliated, Cynthia left to stay with friends. Weeks later, a close friend of Lennon's, Alexis Madres, told Cynthia Lennon wanted a divorce and custody of their child, Julian. A letter would soon arrive stating Lennon wanted custody and a divorce, accusing Cynthia of an affair, which she denies even today. After much back and forth, Lennon allowed her divorce to divorce him on the same grounds. The divorce was settled November 1968. So back in 1961, the Beatles were playing at the Cavern Club. Here they were introduced to Brian Epstein. Epstein was a gay closet man who allegedly wanted to manage the band as he was attracted to Lennon. After Julian was born, Epstein and Lennon went to Spain together. Rumours flew the pair were closer than friends. Lennon would say it was almost a love affair but not quite. The pair returned for McCarthy's 21st birthday. Lennon was drunk and took offence to DJ Bob Wooler, jokingly asking how the honeymoon was with Epstein. Lennon would attack Wooler for this joke, feeling it very much a jab at him being gay. Lennon would mock and banter with Epstein about being gay and Jewish. Epstein's death would hit Lennon deeply. Lennon's son Julian was kept a secret at first. Epstein felt like the marriage it would threaten the band's commercial success. 
Lennon wasn't very close to Julian. In fact, McCarthy was said to be closer to the child than Lennon. With the relationship strained, the divorce done, and Lennon moving to New York with Ono, Julian didn't see his father until 1973. Julian and his mother visited Lennon in LA. Lennon encouraged Julian into music, buying him a Gibson Les Paul guitar. Just before his death, Lennon spoke about having a better relationship with Julian. So Yoko Ono, November 9, 1966, she was at Indica Gallery, London. And it's here John Dunbar, the gallery owner, introduced her to Lennon. From this, she phoned and visited Lennon a lot. Cynthia was a bit, what's going on? And Lennon passed it off as Ono wanted money for her art pieces, which he called avant-garde bullshit. The Greece holiday, Cynthia went and Ono visited Lennon to record the Two Virgins album. Once done, they, according to Lennon, made love at dawn. Cynthia came home and found the pair drinking tea in their bathrobes, with Lennon simply saying, oh hi. While getting divorced from Cynthia, Ono became pregnant but sadly miscarried. Two years before the Beatles broke up, Lennon and Ono started public protests against the Vietnam War. They married March 20, 1969 and honeymooned at the Hilton Amsterdam where they had a bed-in for peace, lasting about a week. They wanted to do another bed-in in the US but were denied entry so they did it in Montreal where they recorded Give Peace a Chance. April 1969, Lennon changed his name to have Ono as a middle name. When Ono was in a car accident and injured herself, Lennon arranged a king-size bed to be at the recording studio so she could rest and be with him while the Beatles recorded the album Abbey Road. In 1973, the pair moved to the Dakota apartment overlooking Central Park, New York. May Pang she had an interesting and strange relationship in Lennon's life. In 1968, ABKCO was formed by Alan Klein, and an umbrella company of this was ABKCO Records. In 1969, Klein needed a receptionist and hired May Pang. Lennon and Ono would be doing a project with ABKCO, and they met Pang. She would soon work for the couple as their PA. After a few years, Ono felt she could trust Pang and confided in her that Lennon and her were becoming estranged. Maybe strategic or maybe not, but Ono suggested Pang to be involved with Lennon. Pang took up the offer, becoming Lennon's companion. The pair went to LA after Lennon and Ono separated for 18 months, also known as the Lost Weekend. In LA, Pang encouraged Lennon to better his relationship with his son Julian, his bandmate Star McCarthy, and with roadies Mal Evans and Harry Nielsen. In June, they went back to Manhattan. Lennon continued rebuilding his relationships. December, Lennon started to take Ono's calls. January 1975, he met Ono and didn't go home to Pang or even call her. The next day, Pang called, only to be told by Ono that Lennon was exhausted. 
Two days later, Lennon appeared at a dental appointment with Pang. She said he was confused and acting strange. She used the word brainwashed. Lennon then told Pang he and Ono were back on, but Ono would allow him to continue seeing Pang as a mistress. After reuniting, Ono became pregnant. At first she was considering an abortion, but when Lennon said he would be a house husband, she agreed to have the child. Once born, Lennon had a, pho a photographer photo Sean every day. Lennon would proudly say, quote, He didn't come out of my belly, but by God I made his bones, because I've attended to every meal and to how he sleeps, and to the fact that he swims like a fish. End quote. Before most of these relationships, there was the one with his bandmates. From the band's breakup, Lennon remained friendly with Starr, but with McCarthy and Harrison, it varied. Lennon and Harrison drifted once Lennon moved to the US in 1971. In 1974, a meetup between the two was arranged, but Lennon failed to show up following a heated argument at Lennon's refusal to sign an agreement to dissolve the band's legal partnership. Harrison's autobiography in 1980 had little to no mention of Lennon, which offended him deeply. Lennon's feelings to McCarthy were highly intense. He argued with him through the press for years after the split. Later, around 1974, they re-established a close friendship. Lennon would say, quote, I still love those guys. The Beatles are over, but John, Paul, George and Ringo go on, end quote. So I mentioned before of Lennon and Ono's bed-in protests, but they were also involved in other political activism. They would throw support to the family of James Hanratty to prove his innocence. He was convicted of the murder of scientist Michael Gray Stir, who was shot on the A6 in his car. Hanratty was hung for the crime in 1962. In London, Lennon and Ono had a Britain murdered Hanratty banner march and a silent protest for him too. At an appeal hearing in 1992, Hanratty's conviction was upheld when DNA evidence was found to match. Lennon and Ono supported the Clydeside UCS workers in a work-in in 1971. They sent a cheque of £5,000 and roses. Moving to New, York, to New York City, they became friends with two of the Chicago Seven. After Bloody Sunday 1972, Lennon and Ono wrote two songs protesting British presence and actions in Ireland. His last act of political activism was a statement in support of the striking minority sanitation workers of San Francisco, December 5th, 1980. He and Ono planned to join the workers December 14th, 1980, which unfortunately didn't happen as John was killed a week before. Lenin continues to be mourned throughout the world and has many memorials and tributes awarded to him. His hometown airport is now Liverpool John Lennon Airport. The John Lennon Peace Monument is in Chevez Park, Liverpool. And in December 2013, the International Astronomical Union named a crater on Mercury after Lennon. These were just a drop in the ocean of what tributes he received. 
And that is the story of John Lennon. Hit the like and subscribe button and join me next time for the story of Timothy Evans, a Welsh man wrongly accused of killing his wife and child. In 1950, he was tried and convicted of the murder, and he was hung for the crimes March 9, 1950. A huge miscarriage of justice and a major part getting capital punishment removed. Until then, this was the good, the bad, and the pure evil.